Welcome back to the Behind the Diamond podcast. I'm your host, Evan Kroll, and tonight we have head boys basketball coach Bo Abney joining the podcast. Coach Abney is coming off a season where his team won a region championship for the first time in Walton basketball history since 1989, and they hosted a home state playoff game for the second consecutive year. Coach Abney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Evan. Glad to be here. So uh, I think uh, since the last time we talked, you were five games into the season. It was uh, fresh and new. So uh, kind of what's your immediate uh, reaction and what was your feeling now that, you know, you've actually completed that season? I guess the, the word that comes to mind is just blessed. First and foremost, just to be able to play this year with all that's gone on with uh, COVID, but also just the opportunity to have a season that we had. Yes, the wins were great. The region championship was great, but just to have an opportunity to allow these four seniors who have been a part of our program since most of them, since they were in fifth and sixth grade and allow them to have the success that they had both on the court and just what they did as a group was extremely fulfilling. And like I said, just a a blessing to be a part of it. Uh, You mentioned COVID uh, there and what that means like and kind of the reality of it doesn't even I mean I know we've been living in a global pandemic and a lot of it hit hard when we shut down school or whatever but it doesn't even really hit until it actually like really affects you like someone you love or know has it it affects something that you love or do and it actually did that this year um you had multiple games delayed um even beyond just like wearing mask courtside like that actually changed the outlook of your season what was your experience like playing eight consecutive or going eight consecutive days without a game and then going six games in 11 days. It was definitely a unique experience, something that, you know, I haven't, I've been coaching for 15 years, head coach for four years. And, you know, there's coaches that have been doing it for 40 plus years that had never experienced anything like we went through this year. So it was a learning curve for all of us. One thing I will say that, Uh, from that experience, and we talked about it almost every day, is when we weren't sure if we were going to get to play, and then once we did play, we weren't sure how long we were going to play or how long we would have a break or how many games we'd be able to play before we had to stop. We just, we really tried to focus on taking every day and taking advantage of it, whether that was enjoying practice or enjoying the game really, really, as a group, not just me as the coach, but the players really, really focused on, hey, we're here, we get to play, we get to practice, let's enjoy it, let's have fun, let's remember it's a game, let's go out here and compete and leave it all on the floor because we really don't know what tomorrow brings. In my mind, it's kind of one of the coolest experiences looking back on it now that someone can have because it even goes beyond the college game. Six games in 11 days, like that's, that's NBA stuff. 82 games and however many days like they don't have a lot of time to just go there they have to go from point a to point b really quickly refocus what they're doing so what's that like to have six or six opponents and then you basically only have one day in between how do you refocus for that well for a guy that loves to be prepared that loves to have a detailed scouting report it was not something i really enjoyed but at the same time having the the team and the experience that we had, you know, from day one, knowing that everybody was in the same position, but yet we had five seniors coming back that four had been 
playing quite a few minutes for the last two years. So we were in a little bit better spot than most because they knew what it took. They knew what the grind was like and we didn't have to do a lot, whole lot of teaching. So that did go in our favor and that gave me as a coach a little more confidence knowing that, hey, we can go over a scouting report and we can go over a plan for a game 20 minutes before the game because we didn't have time to practice it the day before. Um, whereas uh, maybe a team that was young that didn't have that experience probably wouldn't be able to accomplish that. So that did work in our favor. I think that worked in our favor late in the year, even though, um, you know, we, we didn't play well in a couple of those games when it counted, I think we were able to, to show that that was a benefit to us. There was a point in the year, it was before that, where I think a less experienced team or a less well-prepared team would have started to unravel. You got off to one of the best uh, starts in recent memory, uh, kind of like you did last year. And again, the losses are going to come. So you lost a few consecutive games and then that eight consecutive days without a game hit, which is really easy. It makes it easy for a team to, you know, lose momentum or whatever. And uh, while well, you ended up getting it together uh, at the end of last season, uh, made it to the region championship, you were able to get a quicker fix on it this year. Um, what was your message to the team as losses? You know, you, I think you had three in a row at one point. Uh, they became more frequent than you were used to having. You know, I think you had one in the first 10 or 11 games. Um, and then when that shutdown hit, like, what were you telling them? Well, we knew early that uh, the region play was going to be tough. We knew our Christmas schedule was going to be tough. So when we hit that stretch, you know, we had a couple games where we, we didn't have our full team. And so the expectation was a little bit less probably than most people had outside of our team. But at the same time, you know, we, we tried to strive on the fact that our goal was not how we played in the middle of the season. You know, as a coach, I, I learned from that over the last few years to not uh, worry so much about what was going on in December and early January and really try to focus on that end goal of what was happening in early February and then obviously late in the, the region play. So that, that was probably just as much my learning as the kids is just not focusing necessarily on those losses in a row, but really working on making that a process of our end goal is how we're playing at the end of the year, not as opposed to maybe losing two or three in a row in the middle of the year. When you guys got to game action down the stretch, I think everyone knows about um, the class of 2021 and the impact they've made, obviously off the court, also on the court. But one of the, uh, the things I thought interesting is that you were able to get contributions uh, from other spots to kind of plug and play uh, a few minutes um, that weren't there in the past. And a lot of them came from underclassmen. Um, and that wasn't, you weren't asking them to do everything, but it was, hey, we're in the second quarter here. We need four minutes. I need you to go out there and rebound and spell the place of, you know, a uh, big man that would sit. So can you take us into the process of preparing an underclassman to be thrown into action early in their career cycle um, why you have a veteran team? I think the number one thing would be, you know, our junior program is well established now. And for guys to, to be able to come into the high school with much more preparation of what it takes to play in our program. You know, I don't like the word system. We don't really have a system. We adjust based upon 
what kind of team we have each year. And that's the good challenge of, of coaching different players and, you know, being at a high school level where things change as opposed to a college where you have a system and you recruit to that system. I enjoy the challenge of, of coaching who we have. And, you know, this year we had a guy coming in as a freshman, Luke Flynn, who, who was very well prepared, been in the, the junior program for three years, but also he was an extremely talented player. I wasn't really sure what to expect once he jumped from eighth grade all the way to the varsity level, but, you know, he surprised everyone, I think, including himself with the success he had. He, he filled a role, was very uh, mature in not trying to do more than he was capable of doing as a freshman, and that obviously turned out to be extremely helpful for us. And then you have Harrison Morris, who kind of fell into a, a spot. We had some guys that were injured or out for COVID, and he stepped in and took advantage of some minutes and really just kind of took off from there. You know, he was a, a defensive stopper for us really the last two weeks of the season, averaging four or five blocks a game and really perfecting a role that we needed. You know, he didn't score a lot of points, but he was – the MVP on in some big games just by the way he he defended and blocked shots and got his hands on a lot of different balls. So those those two guys, you know, I don't know if I have a formula for preparing them for playing. Uh, like I said, I think our program does a good job of preparing them as much as they can, but ultimately it comes down to them just putting in the time on their own and and having a will to to be a part of the team and contribute. So that's the, you did it twice this year with a younger player um, playing legitimate minutes. You did it with Luke and Harrison. Last year, you were able to do it with uh, Pierce Berlin. And then you, before the year before that, you had a ton of guys. You had um, just the entire class of 2021. So you've seen young players do it. Is there, like with each player, a specific moment that like you think about? Um, and you don't have to like blame them, but is there a moment where you can kind of see that the light just kind of goes off? Like they're learning to watch film better they're understanding the game more. They understand angles um, and they understand how to play basketball. It's really different for each player. You know, some players think the game really well and there can be a aha moment where mentally they, things just click. Sometimes it's a confidence issue where they just click and realize, Hey, I, I belong here. I'm good enough to be here. And then there's other times where, you know, Physically, skill-wise, they're just good enough to be there. It doesn't matter what their mental state is or um, the confidence they have. So it, it's a variety of things. There's no perfect answer for that. It's really a case-by-case, a player-by-player. Case, player. So um, I think we should delve into kind of starting the Marietta game, which was the biggest game um, that we've had at Walton, um, at least since uh, you or I have – been there and probably way before that so uh coming up to the game you knew it was the region championship it wasn't officially labeled that because we didn't get to have a region tournament but we knew that that was what it was winner take all uh what does it feel like to be a coach and you know you're coaching in that game a day before 12 hours before five hours before a lot of different emotions i think one for me and our program somewhere that we haven't been before we played in the region championship game the year before, but uh, we were going against an opponent that was uh, a game where we had to play perfect to win and they had to play less than perfect. And that's, that's okay. We prepare for that and that can happen. 
But in this game, we believed that we were the better team. Although Marietta had taken it to us five days earlier, you know, that was probably, if not the worst game of our season, it was close. So we had a little confidence knowing that we, we wanted to prove to them that we were uh, worthy of, of being a region champion. And the fact that, you know, it was at our home court. Um, we knew the crowd was going to be good. We didn't know it was going to be as good as it was. But we were excited for that. The seniors had prepared for many years to have this opportunity, and they knew what was before them. And so I was confident in that because, you know, every, every game that those guys went out, I knew what I was going to get from them from an effort standpoint. Sometimes it was just a matter of whether we were going to be able to execute or knock down a shot. And that's something sometimes you can't really control, but the things that we could control, I knew that uh, those were going to take place. And it was just a matter of if it was our time to win. And thankfully it was. Um, this was the moment. Like it, it was the culmination of everything that had happened the last three years, every single year um, at the banquet, you kind of explained, you guys kind of set out three goals for yourselves at the start of the year. You know, it's win 20 games, it's win the region championship, and it's win a state playoff game. Um, but the thing that was stressed overall was that region championship game. It had to be that this was your this was your group. This is who you were going to do it with. And you had it again. You had a chance for it at, at when they were juniors. Again, you're going up against a really, really good Cherokee team. But this was it. Was there any vibe you got off from the seniors in the locker room uh, coming up to it, what did you feel like they were feeling going into that game? You know what? I didn't, I didn't feel like they were nervous. I, I think they were confident. You know, I think a lot of times confidence is built by the trust you have in the work you've done. Sometimes you can be overconfident and arrogant because you haven't done the work and they had put in their time. They had put in the, the preparation. So there was a confidence. There was a motivation I think for them because they had missed out on it the year before and this was ultimately their their number one goal was to win a region championship so i think the confidence was there but also there was a little bit of nerves of hey we got to get this done and there was a sense of urgency so both of those kind of came into fruition as the game went on there was a little bit of nerves back and forth but at the same time they ultimately came back to, to being confident in what they prepared for and got it done. Uh, what is that experience like? And you contrast that to being a player yourself. Um, you had a great career at Pope. You went on to play at Barry. I'm sure you played in a lot of big games. What is that difference? Is there a difference between being a coach in that moment and being a player? That's a great question. I don't know that I've, I've thought about that too much. You know, as a former player now, I have no desire to play anymore, even in pickup and even men's league. You know, it's probably more of a arrogance thing where I feel like I still should be my 19 year old player and my body won't do what my mind thinks it can still do. But, you know, I, I love coaching the game and pre game reaching championship game and post game, you know, I, I was able to, take it all in uh, during the game. I would be, I would say it's about the same. You know, I, I don't, I don't really pay attention to the crowd or what's going on outside the boundaries of the court. So 
the experience of the game was the same. Um, there was a few times that I looked into the crowd, maybe at a timeout, and you know, in my four years, there hasn't been a crowd that was that involved, that energetic. You know, it started with the parents. The parents were up and acting crazy from the get-go. I think that got the, the fans on the other side of the floor really excited as well. So that it, I did notice that probably a little more than I did as a player just because it was it was the best atmosphere that we've had at Walton in four-plus years. So five days before that game, you lose 54-37 against Marietta. On paper, you'd think, well, it would be a closer game. Um, it's a home game for you bigger stakes, whatever, you would think that Marietta ha would have the advantage going into it. But I remember something you said last year in the region semifinal game uh, to the team before you played Etowah. You played Etowah twice that year. You lost both times. And you said to them that beating a team three times is the hardest thing to do in basketball. And while you didn't play Marietta, uh, twice before, the sentiment still kind of stood. Um, can you take us inside, like, what that means and uh, why that kind of um, doesn't give you a uh, false sense of, like, doubt in yourself? Sure. Well, they beat us bad enough that one time five days before that it almost felt like two losses. So we can kind of parallel that to playing them a third time. But, you know, that, that's a good – analogy that we use there and it, it typically is something that is with teams that are at least comparable now, if you're looking at a team with all five stars against a team that has no five stars them beating you a third time is a little different than a team that uh, has the ability to at least compete um, and you know, I, I think it worked to our advantage like I said they didn't Marietta didn't really know that that was one of our games that was not the best uh, so they may have come in with a little more confidence than they should have. Uh, but at the same time, you know, with the group of guys that we had, they, they had been battle tested, they had been through quite a few losses, not only this year, but in the past. So they knew how to, to learn from their mistakes and they knew that they had an opportunity to, to kind of redeem themselves and took advantage of that. Uh, going into that game, you can make an argument that this 2021 class was um, the most or one of the most storied ever in Walton basketball history. And they kind of cemented themselves. Um, they, they gave themselves that because, I mean, it's 1989 and 2021 on the banner. Um, that kind of speaks for itself. Um, how important it was it to you that you were able to go on this last journey with them? As I said at the very beginning, you know, it was a, a blessing to be a part of those five young men's lives and the impact that they made not only on our program, but on the kids on this year's team and even on our coaches, me personally. Uh, they just made me a better person. You know, I was talking to a, uh, another person a few days ago, just somebody like Trip Smith who, who didn't play a ton of minutes. I, I wish you would have been able to play more, but just the impact he had on me personally, you know, I was so happy for him and his four other teammates that they were able to kind of put a stamp on their career. You know, their career wouldn't have been 
any different. I wouldn't have judged them any different had we lost the region championship game. But uh, you, hard work doesn't always pay off in victories in a region championship. But it was awesome to see that those guys were able to kind of put a stamp on their four-year career at Walton with, with a banner that hadn't taken place in 30-plus years. I think uh, you're looking at five guys who uh, are kind of, in my opinion, going to go on to be almost legendary um, in the community um, for what they symbolize. They helped bring Walton basketball into a new era and they kind of helped revitalize it. And uh, it's a really big deal, but I mean, they all have their headset on their shoulders, but not only that, um, they're not basketball players. They really are Walton Raiders. And, uh, they love the school. They love their community. How important uh, is it for you to know that they're not um, basketball players? They're um, great individuals um, who happen to play basketball. I think if you asked any coach that coaches for the right reasons, they're going to tell you that their number one goal is not winning a region championship or a state championship, but their number one goal is when an individual or a group of kids leaves their program that they leave as better young men. They leave as better people. Um, these guys entered as great guys, but they also learned a lot. You know, we had a, an opportunity to hear them speak and did a little senior ceremony where they wrote a letter to their younger self and talked about what they had learned through our program and through the ups and the downs. And they were honest. And uh, I appreciated that, that they, they had some times where they weren't real sure that playing basketball was worth it. But looking back and seeing all the things that they learned from being a part of a team, being part of something that was bigger than themselves, you know, you, you can be a part of a team no matter whether it's a sports team or not. And I think that's a, a big thing in life that everybody should be involved in some type of team where you have to work together with others. And that's, that's going to help them in the long run as young men who want to be husbands, young men who want to be good fathers. So, you know, they were great guys going in, but uh, my goal for every individual that comes through our program, whether they play four years or one year, that they're able to be better people because of the things that they learned during their time as a, a Walton Raider. All right. I'm going to let you out on one more, but this is the one that I feel like is on everyone's uh, mind in the community. And I feel like that's why I wanted to do it now. Um, and I felt like enough time had passed. Uh, this chapter uh, has closed for Walton basketball. The class of 2021 is one of the greatest ever at Walton and uh, their time at Walton is done. They're certainly going to go on to do greater things, but uh, their basketball careers uh, for Walton are now over. Uh, your coaching career at Walton is just beginning. Uh, and this was kind of your first act. You had your first year here where um, you had a more of a senior-led group um, and an older group, and uh, this was your first project. Everyone is now wondering what comes after for the program and the direction of the team. What's next for Coach Abney and Walton basketball? That's a great question. I hope what's next is is what we have been preparing for. You know, when you start a program. At a place like Walton, my, my goal from the beginning, our goal as coaches was to, you know, continue to rise, continue to have success. You know, I don't know that success is 
in my opinion, and what I look at is labeled wins and losses every year. Obviously, most people look at a successful year by wins and losses. Um, but I think act two is really just the beginning of moving forward for the rest of our time. Um, meaning that, you know, I, I don't want there to be an act one and act two and act three. I, I want our program to be a stable program program that year in and year out is going to be competing for region championships a program year in and year out. that's established a reputation in the community as being a team that did things the right way on the court, off the court, and really a team that no matter what our record is each year, that when an opponent sees us on their schedule, they kind of get a little nervous and maybe not necessarily because we have five stars and we're undefeated and they feel like they have no chance of beating us, but more one of those teams is, you know, you got to bring it when you play Walton. And that's, that's kind of the, the next chapter is for us to maintain what we've built and kind of use that foundation to be one of those teams that every single year, no matter whether we have a team of seniors or whether we have a team of two juniors, a sophomore, and a couple of freshmen, fill in the blank, whatever it may be from a, an age standpoint that our reputation is nobody wants to play Walton. Nobody wants to uh, come to our place and play at a place that's, that's tough to play at. You know, I think that's something if I could say we really need to build on is just the atmosphere. If we could have something consistent to what we had in the region tournament in terms of fan support, both students and parents, you know, that, that would be ideal for me. If I could say chapter two would just be getting the community more involved and getting folks backing us a little more, not that they don't, care about us. It's just a matter of getting them involved and getting them on board of, of what's going on, which hopefully is a good thing. One of your biggest projects since arriving at Walton was this junior program. Obviously you had, you were focused a lot on the high school level, but um, away from the team, like that was one of your big things. And I would say you've had two players uh, that have played varsity MS so far that you could consider like products of that program or that came through that program. Uh, for real, which were, would be Harrison Morris and Luke Flynn. You're really about to find out in the next few years what that program did for you. The freshman class um, that's at Walton right now, that'll be sophomores, went through that. Um, and then you got the eighth graders coming up, seventh graders after that. How excited are you to find out what you have down there? I think everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised with the, the talent level and the the product that's going to be put on the floor in the next few years. You know, we've got some extremely talented guys, some guys that not only talented, but have a will to win, have a will to, to get better. Uh, we got some, some basketball players. You know, I, I think sometimes we think, man, Walton's a, a gritty team. They got guys that overachieve. No, we, we got some guys that can play basketball coming up. Um, and assuming they continue to work and continue to, to grow and develop physically. I think it's going to be a fun time here in the next few years. I'm excited to see it. That was Coach Bo Abney, everyone. Coach, thanks for joining the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great night.